another episode of Lock on Lightning, part of the Lock on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. Well, uh, I hope all of you heard uh, yesterday's episode, crossover special episode that I had with Locked on Bruins, Ian McLaren. Just want to thank him one more time for taking time out of his schedule to uh, record that episode with me. So, and, you know, I hope I hope a lot of Lightning fans uh, enjoyed that crossover special. We're, we're going to be trying to do more of that in the coming future, especially in the playoffs. Um, and I hope it provided enough information for Lightning fans as the Lightning gear up for their two matchups this this week against the Boston Bruins. They'll have one at home tonight against the Bruins at 7 o'clock, and then they'll have another meetup uh, on Saturday in, in Boston to start their road trip. So definitely exciting, definitely a good chance for the Lightning to definitely gain some ground in the division as well. Um, now I'll get more into talk about the division in just a little bit, but what I really want to touch upon right now is the absence of Steven Stamkos. Obviously those of you who have been following, who have been listening in the last couple episodes, uh, lightning captain, Steven Stamkos will be missing the remainder of the season and possibly couple of games of the first round of the playoffs due to a core injury um, that he that ha- that has been lingering for the past couple of weeks or so and he finally got some work on it and now he's he got surgery yesterday on Monday so he'll be out about six to eight weeks they the reports say uh, you know there's some reports also out there that say he might be back in four to six. So we'll just have to see. You know, I, I don't want them to rush him back. There's really no reason at this point to rush him back. Uh, a playoff spot is pretty much in the bag now for the Lightning. So it's really all about him getting healthy as well as maybe a little bit of load management for some of the players on the team that have some lingering injuries as well. So we'll definitely keep an eye on that. Um, right now, all the Lightning have to do is just get ready for the playoffs. Uh so that brings me to my talk about the division. Obviously, a lot of people want to see, a lot of Lightning fans want to see the Lightning catch up to the Bruins in the division. And they are currently seven points back in the division as well as in the conference. And I'm sure a lot of Lightning fans do want to see the Lightning catch up to the Bruins as well as I do. But at the same time, it's not, it's not the worst thing in the world if they don't win the division. Um, you know, obviously they have a good opportunity this week with a a bunch of uh, division games as well as playing two games against the Bruins. So they definitely have the the opportunity is definitely there. And it obviously the chance to gain ground and possibly get a stab at uh, taking the division before the season is over is definitely there with 20 games left. But like I said, I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world just because, um, you know, they have a playoff, they have a playoff spot in hand and, you know, barring some catastrophic meltdown before the season's over, uh, they have enough ground on Toronto where they don't have to worry about Toronto, you know, creeping up behind them in the standings. But yeah, they just have to continue working on the things that they've been getting better at uh, lately. Obviously, you know, um, I spoke in the last episodes, and if you haven't listened to those episodes, please go back and listen to them. I try to connect all the episodes together, so you know there is some fluidity in the listening. So. One of the things that I stressed throughout the losing streak was the fact that they were turning over the puck a lot. They weren't scoring a whole ton on the power play. They actually 
this past game against the Flames, they scored their first power play goal since the Vegas game. Now that that's that's really you know if if you look at where the date what the dates are between those two games. So just to put it into perspective, uh, they played Vegas on February twentieth, and since then they've had about three games up until they played Calgary this past weekend, where they didn't score a power play goal and. You know, it's I, I believe it was the Chicago game where they had about five power. There were five times where they were on the power play, and they didn't score at all. And I stressed in the episode leading up to the Flame game how important it is that they they do their best to turn that around because, like I said, you know, especially in the playoffs where a lot of the teams are playing not not really tentative hockey, but there really isn't a lot of chances for mistakes. Um, and the fact, you know, it's, you won't get a ton of power play opportunities in, in a series against the team. Sometimes you'll probably get maybe one or two. So, you know, those are definitely prime opportunities for a team in the playoffs to get a chance to score a goal. And having said that, you know, like I kind of tie that in with what I just said a couple moments ago about this stretch leading into the playoffs is that, yeah, it is very important to kind of get back into that groove of scoring power play goals. And you might be asking yourself, how does this tie in with, you know, what you mentioned before with Steven Stamkos missing time? Well, I'll tell you that, you know, Steven Stamkos, um, he is currently the team leader in power play goals. He has 10 this year. And um, the Lightning are going to need someone to step up in his absence. Absolutely. You know, who's going to fill Stamkos' shoes while he's, you know, on the mend for now? And, um, you know, there's, there's certain players that have been doing a very good job all year, like Anthony Sorelli, uh, you know, Alex Kalorn, um, and, but they're going to, they can't always rely on those guys because those guys are, you know, those are obviously there's other individuals who have done a, just as good of a job as well on, uh, you know, on the offensive production, as well as on the other side of the puck on you know, playing very good defense, but at the same time, they can't just rely on the same guys every now and then. The thing that's going to really test the, see the measure of how good this team is all around is to see, you know, what players that, you know, you wouldn't really, wouldn't really normally see them stepping up or, you know, really wouldn't call them in these situations. Um, you know, you know, see if they could step up, especially in when Steven Stamkos is out of the lineup. And, you know, there's some guys, obviously, I want to see the Sorelli and the Kalorans play. But I also want to see, you know, Blake Coleman. He hasn't really done a whole lot since joining the Lightning. Um, obviously, that's due to the fact that, you know, he. I think he only played maybe, I think, before he got traded to the Lightning. He His last game before that was uh, Valentine's Day. And then after that, he missed about, I want to say, four games. And then he played in that Vegas game. So, you know, if you do the math. He didn't play for about five five days, and I believe when he got traded, they said when he skated with the team that morning of the the Vegas game, that was the first time he skated since um, in that time since in, in that time period. But and then he missed uh, a game or so with the Lightning as well due to depending um, for his for his wife having a baby. So obviously, you know. That's that's a understandable excuse to miss a game, but at the same time, you know, uh, they gave up a lot for this guy, um, and he has to show up and prove his worth. And you know, obviously, he's he's still learning the system, he's still learning 
you know, he's still trying to get on the same page as with some of his teammates. But like I said, there's 20 games left in the season, and it's now or never because if they can't figure it, it out now, you know, how do you expect them to figure it out in, in, in an intense seven-game uh, playoff playoff series? So, you know, that's really something that Lightning fans should look out for is because, you know, I – and, but having said that, on the other, you know, on the other side of that, yeah, Blake Coleman has been doing a fantastic job thus far. I just want to see it translate to the stat sheet. You know, he has, I believe, one point since joining the Lightning, and that was an assist. But he he has been. If you've been watching closely during the games, and if you're the kind of hockey fan, which I'm sure a lot of Locked On Lightning listeners are, uh, when you watch the games. Um, you, you kind of keep an eye and are aware to some degree of who's on the ice at what times during the game. And um, Blake Coleman is one of those players that's been creating a lot of chances. He's, he's, he's a very creative player. He's, he's been um, setting up guys with a lot of opportunities to score. You know, so far, a lot of those chances have not, 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 nothing's come out of them, but obviously because of, you can just tell from his statue. But, yeah, he's definitely a guy that um, I would like to see, whether it's on the assist side or on the goal side. I just want to see him start racking up points because that's what we brought him in for. Obviously, he's a very physical player, and that's what the Lightning needed um, at this point in the season. But at the same time, you know, he's he has the potential, and he's proved it in his last couple of seasons. And he showed a little bit of it this year with the Devils. You know, he has, opportunity, he has the potential to score 20 goals, and obviously – you know, he's not going to be able to score 20 goals before the season's over. You know, I I mean, if he does, that's going to be an unreal, uh, you know, streak that he's going to go on before the season's over. But, you know, there's there's other guys on this team that are going to need to contribute as well. Obviously, um, Yanni Gord, I would like to see get hot. Um, he scored his first goal a couple of weeks ago, and that was his first goal since, like, November. So, and... You know, that's definitely another guy you want to see contribute just because he's going to be getting a lot of ice time now. It's a lot more ice time now. And a lot of other guys are as well uh, since since, uh, Stamkos will be out. But the good thing is that Gord did score in the last Calgary game. So, um, you know, maybe like I said, that was hopefully that's, you know, that's a step in the right direction. That's his 10th goal of the season. Hopefully he could get that number up to 15 before the season is over. So, you know, fingers crossed on there. Um, other than that, uh, the other players to watch, obviously, are the rest of the players on this team. You know, I'm sure I hopefully there's a there's a lightning player um, that, you know, starts putting up some more goals. Obviously, you know, there's Andre Palat, who, you know, who was on the Shirelli line with Kalorn. And that was a great line. And Palat was moved up to the first line because of Stamkos, uh, Stamkos's injury. And. You know, it was a necessary move to make, but at the same time, you know, I that the Sorelli line has been absolutely fantastic all season, and you really don't want to mess with what what's been working. But at the same time, you got to make the necessary moves. Um, you know, and I think that Coach Cooper, even though it was a tough decision, um, it was the right decision at the moment in time. So yeah, uh, Stamkos's absence is going to be um, it's going to be a challenge for this team. You know, he. Uh, he ends his season with 29 goals, 37 assists, 66 points total. And like I said earlier, um, 10 power play goals. And uh, actually in that Vegas game, which was the last game before this past game against Calgary, where they scored their first power play goal, 
Uh, I believe that the Lightning had two power play goals in that game, and ironically, they were both scored by Steven Stamkos. So that just shows you how much of an effect he has on the ice. But the other the other thing that is going to be interesting to see with him out is his effect off the ice, how maybe his his absence is kind of an effect this team off the ice as well, just because, you know, obviously anytime you lose your captain, that could kind of be a, a big blow to the team just, you know, as a morale, um, in the morale category, just because, you know, you're losing a leader. So I'm interested to see uh, which players as well are going to have to step step up in the dressing room. Um, obviously, you're going to have guys like Victor Hedman, I'm sure, and, you know, Nikita Kucherov kind of step in and, you know, take 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 uh, the reins of this team um, going forward and really st- try and steer them in the direct, the right direction towards the end of the season as uh, they get geared up for the playoffs. Well, let's talk about a little bit about uh, the Calgary game. I'm not going to go too much into it because I want to talk more about the Bruins game tonight. Um, but, yeah, uh, I liked what I saw. You know, the Lightning won 4-3 on Saturday against Calgary. Calgary is a very feisty team. They're still, you know, they're they're fighting for – they're in the wild card in the West right now, and they're fighting for the third spot in the Pacific. So, you know, they're one of those teams where, you know, they're they're not on the same level in terms of talent with the Lightning. So, and I think they knew that to some degree. So you could see that that the lightning and the flames to start off the game were kind of going back and forth, kind of, kind of just testing the waters to see, um, you know, how the matchups were going and just, you know, not really taking very good, just taking very good, uh, care of the puck. So, you know, it was, it was not really, uh, eventful. And then, you know, the floodgates open in the second and third and the things I'm not going to go, uh, too in depth into the recap. You know, I think I'm just going to keep it short here. So, uh, the things that stood out to me was that it was a very physical game. It got chippy towards the end, and that was uh, that had to do with you know um, Calgary's players like Milan Lucic and and Matthew Kachuk. Um, you know those are the kind of guys that um, you've been watching other teams other than the Lightning this year. Uh, you would know from the Flames that those are the two guys that you want to keep an eye on, just because they're they're the guys that are going to try and um try and draw penalties, uh, try and get under uh opposing player skins and they definitely did a good job of that uh you saw it at the end of the second period there was kind of like that little um i wouldn't say, call it a brawl i guess you could call it like a little melee between the two teams where they kind of, they really went at it um and as well as uh flames goaltender uh david riddick he he's another player as well who does anything he can and tries to get any advantage he can by getting under the opposing team's uh players and you the skin. So you saw that um, there was a couple of times where, you know, I'm not really one for that kind of play just because, you know, I, 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 you know, I don't mind players being physical and stuff, but there are certain times where it's just like, you know, just stop with the, with the antics and just play the game, please. You know, there was a couple of times where uh, a lightning player would go along boards and David Riddick would, you know, kick, uh, slap away the puck with his with his paddle and he would kind of leave his stick out there to try and you know there was a one play i believe it was in the, the second period where he he did that with uh sorelli when sorelli drew the slashing play and it was just one of those things where it's like come on man stop with the antics we understand you're just trying to get an advantage and trying to get another player's skin but it's not gonna work you know these guys are a cool cool uh cool headed team you know obviously you'll have guys who need to step in when they need to, to police the game. And that's, you know, that's why they have a guy like Zach Bogosian as well as, um, you know, Victor Hedman and uh, Patrick Maroon. So, you know, I'm not too worried about that if there ever needs 
to be a situation like that where a Lightning player needs to step up for his teammates. That's not something I'm really worried about, but it was one of those things where you could just see during the game as the momentum shifted in favor of the Lightning that the the Flames were more so just trying to do whatever they can to draw penalties and trying to lure the Lightning's players into committing, uh, you know, stupid penalties. But, you know, they didn't fall for it. So that was a good, good, good to see them uh, keep their composure underneath those uh, tense and chippy moments. Uh, the one thing that I was really proud of this team for doing was, uh, you know, their effectiveness on special teams, especially the power play. Uh, they did a very good job. Um, you know, I blasted them on the last couple of episodes for just, you know, there was, for example, you know, in that Chicago game, they went 0 for 5 on the penalty and that on the power play. And that's just, you know, that's inexcusable. And that's, of course, you know, I I wasn't surprised at all that they lost that game just because, you know, if you go 0 for 5 on the penalty power play, you, you got to score at least once or twice on that just because especially how talented this team is, you know, that's, that's unacceptable for that to happen. But and they did a better job of that in this game. Obviously, you know, two of their two of their four goals uh, were on the power play, and they did a very good job creating chances, um, not making the extra pass uh, to where it would result in a turnover. They did a very good job of that in puck, the puck management category as well. They played a very physical game. Uh, on past episodes, I also spoke about how one of the things that I did not like that they were doing or that they were allowing for actually was they were allowing opposing players to camp out, kind of lose that battle in front of the net, um, you know, to the opposing team while you were in your own zone. And they, they've been doing a better job of that. And um, I have to tip my cap to the, to the team for doing, for doing a very good job. And they also had one shorthanded goal. Um, that was the one thing that stuck out to me. And I didn't even realize up until that point in the game that it was a shorthanded goal. Um, when I went back and kind of was writing down notes for this for this episode, I noticed it was a shorthanded goal. So um, they've been doing a very good job on the penalty kill for uh, being very aggressive, um, you know, kind of taking it to them, not s- sitting back and letting, you know, the flames come to them on the, uh, on the rush. And you could see it. Uh, they were there was a lot of times where, um, you know, they would they would dump the puck and then you would have a guy like Blake Coleman just you know, kind of recall havoc, just kind of like racing around the ice, just doing what, you know, he was brought in to do. And that was just to, to, to be on the penalty kill and just do a very good job of that. Cause that was something that they, they very much needed too. And I'm glad to see that, uh, coach Cooper, uh, has been working with the guys to really clean up the special teams. And, uh, like I said, you know, your, your chances of winning, uh, a game, um, are very slim when you're not doing very well on the special teams, especially on the power play. So, and look what happened. It, you know, you, you score on the power play, you're good, you're you're gonna win the game. Well, not every time, but you know, I'm sure everyone knows what I'm saying by now. But anyway, uh, yeah, they did it all. Now the all now it's all a matter of uh, you know consistently doing it. I, and I think that these couple of games against Boston will be a big test for them, just to see if they could compete at that level against a team like Boston, because that's really the one of the heavyweight teams in the NHL. So just the, you know, I think these games, you know, even if they don't win both, which I really don't expect them to, I believe that they'll split. Um, maybe they'll take tonight's game. Uh, that'd be nice to see them get a win at home or vice versa, see them get a win on the road against a tough team like Boston. That's def- That would definitely be a positive sign, especially going, um, starting off the road trip against, you know, in Boston. So, but at the same time, you know, like I said before, uh, at the beginning of the show, you know, it's not, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if, you know, they, 
they, um, you know, if, if, cause this, this whole stretch going forward is just, just about getting ready for the playoffs and just, you know, trying to figure out things, uh, on the ice without Steven Stamkos, because they, you know, that is a big deal. 20 games, a lot could happen in 20 games. Um, you know, ideally you would like to see them take maybe, I want to say maybe half of those. So 10 of 20 or maybe 12 of 20, that'd be a very positive sign to see going forward into the playoffs. Um, and just ending the season on a high note. Um, but yeah, they, uh, they have a tough test ahead and, you know, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world not to be able to catch Boston. I think that that's really not a priority for, uh, the lightning at this point, And it shouldn't be, um, uh, earlier I was watching some of the, the Boston game when they played the Islanders this past weekend as well. And Boston just had their way with the Islanders shutting them out for, for nothing. And, Boston is one of those teams, like I've stated before, that's very good on, you know, throughout all well, on the defensive side and as well as, you know, obviously in net with Tuka Rask and as well as putting the putting the puck in the back of the net with David Pasternak and Brad Marchand. And, you know, the list goes on of players that are capable of doing of stepping up and scoring the goal when needed. So the Lightning do have their hands full as they take on Boston twice this week. Um, I expect them to hopefully win a night. Uh, I think they're going to be close games. I don't think that there's going to be any games that will get out of hand. I think they'll all be one or two goal games. So just keep an eye out for that as well. Uh, and just keep an eye out for the consistency because I think that if they could be consistent with the style of play they've been uh showing off the last couple of games even in the chicago game where they lost they still played i thought very well and it carried over to this flames game so they just have to um kind of clean up the little uh bits and pieces of their game that are kind of faltering at the moment but i think that they're on the right path right now um they need to like i said before get more production from role players and i'm sure they will uh one of the players that i look at other than, you know, obviously Sorelli, Kalorn, Coleman, and Gord is uh, Mitchell Stevens. You know, he's been playing very well in the limited time he's had with the Lightning. So hopefully he could keep that up at this level. You know, it's it's definitely a hard thing to do when you're being sent up and sent back down all season. And it's it's very hard for a player, no matter what sport or what level you are, to, to you know, going back and forth between Tampa and Syracuse especially and playing with different players on different lines to kind of get in a groove. So uh, take a look at him. And Vasilevsky as well, he's also, you know, he. there was a time there where he, when he was on the, the winning streak and he was on the point streak that he looked like it, it was, it, it looked like one of those creative players out of NHL uh, 20. And, you know, he kind of came down to earth now. He gave up three goals the other night, obviously. You know, you can't you can't expect a shutout or a one goal, uh, one goal against game against him every game. You know, that's just unrealistic expectations. But I think this is also going to be a test for him as well. See if, you know, um, he should treat he should go into this game as well as the, the lightning players should go into this game. It's kind of like a playoff game because it, it will definitely have that playoff atmosphere to it. So. And so if you haven't listened already, please go go back and listen to yesterday's episode where we did a, I did a crossover special with uh, Locked On Bruins host Ian McLaren. We we previewed both these games. Uh, we talked about 
what lightning players, um, what challenges the, the lightning will face going forward, as well as, um, who, what, 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 how they'll have their hands full against the Bruins and vice versa. So that's definitely something you want to listen to before you, you tune into tonight's game. But that's it for today's show. Uh, tonight's game is a 7.30 puck drop. It'll be a televised game tonight. So it's definitely, that's definitely, you know, anytime you play on uh, t- national television, that definitely shows how big of a game it is. And, you know, the NHL is definitely wants to showcase these two teams as it could possibly be a potential playoff meeting in the future for, for these teams. So keep an eye on that. I'll be back tomorrow to talk about the recap of the game. We'll talk about the upcoming game against the Canadians, as well as, you know, any news that may or may not come out against uh, about Steven Stamkos going forward. Uh, I, my prediction tonight, I think the Bruins are going to pull it, pull it out tonight, three to one. Um, We'll see though, you know, anything could happen. And um, if you have any comments or questions, you want to write into the show and have a chance at your question or comment be uh, showcased in a future episode, uh, email us at LockedOnLightning at gmail.com or tweet to the show's Twitter account at LO underscore Lightning or even tweet to me and I'll get right back to you uh, right away at APDanker, D-E-N-K-E-R on Twitter. And yeah, that's it for the show. Uh, uh, have a have a happy Tuesday, everybody. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Let's go later.